goodness. Well, you, my friend, are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. My name is Carrie. And you memorized it. I did memorize it. Good job. I think I'm at the exact alcohol consumption point uh-huh. that I usually say it. So I've now absorbed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Because I had a couple of grapefruit shandies before you came. Oh, mm-hmm. I've already had an entire margarita, which is unheard of for me. It's been a rough week. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to clean shit out of my carpet today. Yeah, I had to listen to someone rant, to people rant about things that don't need to be ranted about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones is one of them. Y'all can shut the fuck up. When you can write an entire movie series, then you can complain. TV series. TV series. I've had a lot of tequila. Um, it's fine. And I'm angry, so I'm sorry. No, I get it. <laughs> oh I just my had goodness. to fuck with you. It's just, oh, man. So I'm going to do a quick rant before we start. Mm-hmm. Um, most of you guys know that if you follow us on Instagram, which you totally should, because when we say we're going to post things, like we post to our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Instagram account, like we, we post all of our visual aids for the ser- for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll post a little description and all of that. So definitely hop over and follow us on Instagram. Um, in particular, because we're almost to 100 followers and I'm so excited. I know. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> it just gives me life. Yeah. Um, so, and I can really filter Instagram down to be like what I want to see as opposed to Facebook, which is just like a visual assault yeah. on the census. But we do have a Facebook <sighs> page, which is a little easier to post like videos on and stuff like that. So definitely mm-hmm. go and like our Facebook group, our Facebook page and all of that. Um, oh, by the way. So I just want to throw this out here. So those of you, again, who follow us on Instagram know that we watched the Ted Bundy movie, which, as you know, is a misnomer. Yes. Um, it's We just call it the Ted Bundy movie because this the title is shockingly long and evil and vile. Um, and <laughs> you guys know that we watched the movie that features Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. But it's not about Ted Bundy. It's not about Ted Bundy. Um, I just, I heard... I've seen some very negative reviews of this movie that are very, very ignorant. And I've heard some negative reviews from some of my favorite podcasters, which makes me really upset because I love all the people that I follow as as podcasters so much. Like, I feel like we're all best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because <laughs> yeah. they're in your ears weekly and you, you feel like you know them. And I just needed to give a quick rant and say that the movie is not about Ted Bundy. Yeah. The movie is about Liz. It's about her struggle with what he was doing. And how she was experiencing that part of history and that part of being a part of his life. It's only what he only revealed so much of himself to her. Mm-hmm. It's not a dramatization of the stranger beside me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going into that movie looking for that, you a hundred percent will be disappointed. Yeah. Because it's not about Ted, it's about Liz. It's about their relationship, it's about what she experienced. And the stress she experienced and honestly, a lot of the reviewers that actually reviewed that part of it, most of the negativity was just nitpicking, Yeah, which whatever. I just, the baptism, mm, excuse me, I just burped. Um, <laughs> the baptism through fire that I had with Harry Potter has made me really numb to nitpicking. Yeah. Because you can't, 
You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can't, there's always going to be a little bit of disappointment in that one thing that was left out. And you can't let that destroy your entire movie watching experience. Just in my opinion, I just like mm-hmm. to enjoy things at this point in my life. I yeah. spent 10 years of my <laughs> life being like, I can't believe they cut out such and such. And why would they do this? And blah, 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 blah. It's because things are expensive. It's yes. because you want to make the economy. You want to make the most of the economy of your time. It's because there's so many things. Yeah. So much more goes into writing a movie script and adapting things than what we can conceive and we've got to take a step back and realize that is the problem my my creative writing teacher um she her thing was screenwriting Mm -hmm. so we would get to look at um the scripts for movies like we looked at the one for quiet place and shape of water because i was in that class around when those came out yeah and like even just from the script to the movie it's it can be completely different. Oh yeah, because you start to go into into the practical aspect of it, yeah. or the the actor says, "Oh, this line doesn't quite feel right," or yeah, you know, it's just it's an organic part. And I guess being someone of the theater as well, I just really feel the need to step in and defend people and say that it wasn't all about Ted Bundy being sexy. Yeah, that's not a thing. I don't find Ted Bundy attractive. He had a fucking unibrow. Yeah. But you have to remember that it's Hollywood and everyone will be a little bit more attractive in the movie version. Mm-hmm. Even J.K. Rowling has said that the people who play the Harry, the people in Harry Potter are actually far too attractive. Like far more attractive than what she had in her head. Yeah. The only person that she said was spot on was the kid that played Seamus. <laughs> but I love him. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. But she said that's the only person who was like so spot on perfect exactly who she saw in her head yeah besides Hagrid because she cast him as well yeah she cast he's um, amazing fuck what's his name Robbie Coltrane mm-hmm. yes yeah so we just have you you have to remember that you have to go into it read the description of the fucking movie yeah first of all an account of the history of Ted Bundy from his girlfriend Liz's perspective <laughs> yeah is important to remember so no it's not gonna show Anne Rule being in it it's not going to show him working at the suicide hotline. It's not going to show him and his previous fiance's relationship. It's not going to show any of that stuff because it's only what she experienced. Uh-huh. It's only her perspective. So just bear that in mind. Go into it with that expectation and know that it's secondhand history and it's beautiful. That's all. Rant over. <laughs> but yeah, rant over. Mm-hmm. And now... We're we are doing. going to talk. We are not talking about Ted Bundy today. No. Or Game of Thrones. No. Though I would love to rant about that too. <laughs> in a positive way. Because the, yeah. the finale was lovely. And those of you who hated it can suck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just restarted season one. So much of that shit was foreshadowed. Y'all are stupid. Anyway. <laughs> love you. You're not stupid. Just chill out. Game of Thrones is over. Everything ends. And that's what you're mad about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this week we are talking about... BDSM. This is my favorite fucking subject. So today we did a little switcheroo. We did. And we reversed roles because yeah. I know nothing. <laughs> and Kay knows everything. Oh, well, Kay does not know everything. Kay knows things. Kay is, is a little more in tuned with this world than me. Uh, we decided to do a switch up because I didn't want to have an incident like um, our last episode. Was it our last episode? No. Two episodes ago with human trafficking where I was overwhelmed and Kay took over. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the thing is, 
the Wikipedia article, I copied and pasted the whole thing just to see how much was in there. 55 pages. Jesus Christ. Shit. Yeah, so I'm picking and choosing from that. Um, today, we're just kind of going to do a brief overview about what it is and the terminology that is in BDSM, yeah. as well as the psychotherapy part of it okay and um a little bit of the political side of it because i didn't know there was such a huge political side of it and i thought it was really fascinating um especially in the climate that we're in right now yeah and um i just this is another form of expression and one of the most intimate relationships that you can have with anyone in this world yeah and i I think it's fascinating. I think it can be really helpful. Um, doctors, lawyers, police well, officers. Well, it doesn't discriminate. Well, well no. what's important to know. Yeah. Well, like people that are in positions of authority, like, and I learned this in sociology, a lot of them do BDSM as like a form of therapy because they're able to give up some control. Yeah. Because they have so much on their shoulders that it's nice to give a little control in an area where they can. I have actually heard that. If any of you have watched Ali Wong's um, com- comedy special, she touches on that. And because it's yeah. so... F- oh, she's so cute. Have you watched it yet? <laughs> no, I need Girl, to. you got to. It's so she- good. She's so cute. Um, you have to take her with a grain of salt and trust in her comedy because yeah. she, she shits on feminism. But of course, it's in a sarcastic way of just yeah. like, I don't want to work anymore. And she's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And there's a whole thing of her being like, uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm always the boss all the time. So in the bedroom, don't tell me, don't ask me to tell you what to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, I want you to be the boss sometimes. And then she goes, you know what that means? Mm-hmm. I'm the real boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's called topping from the bottom. Yes. Um, <laughs> And breaking that glass ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, she was actually featured on um, Off the Cuffs. It's a BDSM really? podcast. Yeah. Um, it's one that I've plugged before. I really like them a whole lot. Um, I'm trying to get through, and that's why we drink right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's going to be one of the next ones that I binge through because I really like them. The, both of the guys. That's so cool. Yeah. Both of the guys have a really great chemistry, and they're just, they're so funny. And it's really nice to hear BDSM being talked about and it not being shit on. Yeah. Um, because or it's... Or painted as weird or freakish. Yeah. Because really, I mean, it can be helpful in the right settings. You just have to make sure that you you and the person that you are doing it with or the people that you're doing it with have an agreement. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit yeah, today, too. Yeah, I was going to say, at the top of this, I just want to say real fast that we are advocating for safety. Yes, consensuality and acceptance in this in this episode this is our first little sex positive episode yeah and the overarching theme even though when we get into mine and i'll probably be too drunk later because i'm about to go grab another drink okay before you start (laughs) because this is now empty so um (laughs) like before we both get too drunk to say it safety safety first and i am going to talk about about that too safety first Uh uh-huh do your research. Yes, please. Yeah. Do your research before you try things. Mm-hmm. If there's anything I learned from my section, that was the biggest. Yeah. And make sure everything is consensual. Yes. 
Safe, sane, and consensual is the big word yes. in BDSM. And make sure you're with someone you really trust. Yeah. I don't feel like this is safe for a hookup. No, 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 no. At all. No. Um, even if you're both like in the same chat room or whatever, trust is so important here that I don't feel like this is a wired for casual sex concept. Uh, no. <laughs> so, just... To preface <laughs> before we get into this. All right. Because we're going to have fun. But yes. <laughs> that's at the top. And that's the umbrella over this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, at the top here, um, I found this really great article from Psychology Today. Um, but the guy who wrote it didn't want it to be like really reproduced or anything. But like I can use some quotes from it. Um, but Interesting. Yeah, but I, I mean, I try to pay attention to that because um, we do <laughs> a lot of copying and pasting here and we talk a little bit. Um, we don't plagiarize. Yeah. We've cited our sources. Yeah. Y'all. You can find it at Tumblr yeah. on our Tumblr page. All of our sources are there. Mm-hmm. And Kay is building us a beautiful new website. Yes. It's going to have everything. Yeah. Yeah. June 1st. Yes. It is coming. Or no, not July. June 1st. July 1st. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Um, I was like, ooh, it's going to be sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope. Kay has not touched it in a while. That's going to be my goal this week. Yay. Um, But from that article, um, and again, I am going to cite this, um, but he made this really cool chart that I thought was really fascinating. Um, And he was talking about this Dutch study that was done on BDSM. Um, And it was around 2015, I think the article was. No, 2013 is when the article came out. Oh, wow. Um, but he made this chart, and um, it was talking about the roles in BDSM. And females, um, 76% um, identified as subs, 16% identified as switches, and 8% identified as doms. Conversely, males, uh, 48% identified as doms. Um, 34% identified as subs and 18% identified as switches. That's a smaller, that, that's a very skewed percentage from both. Mm-hmm. The men are pretty more, are a lot more evenly spaced than I would have thought. I thought it was, you were going to say like 80% are dogs for <laughs> yeah. real. Yeah. Like that's so interesting. Yeah. It, it was fascinating. Um, but he, Those numbers are so strange. Wow. Yeah. And it kind of shows that, um, Females, in this sense, tend to take on the submissive role, but that doesn't mean that they are submissive in everything. It just means that they kind of just want to be more submissive in bed, and sometimes men want to be a little more submissive in bed, and that's fine. Um, Again, it's not saying that BDSM is gendered, but that's just kind of how it tends to play out. That's just where the numbers are. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Especially from a gender studies perspective. Like, Yeah. And, uh, guys, there is so much on here like i could do a whole podcast series we, just on bdsm there is a whole podcast well, on I mean, bdsm like, <laughs> like i could do another one and not even touch the same stuff that fair they enough do. yeah that's just like how um, the human trafficking one was yeah. too that like you just we could do thousands of episodes and not even scratch the surface yeah like this is just we're touching on it maybe we'll revisit it yeah yeah i would love to 
Um, Because it's a fascinating subject. Yeah, it is. And so, guys, just kind of bear with me. I I know a lot about the subject. I don't want to read word for word from Wikipedia because it's it's got terms in it that I don't really want to use. But I do want to go ahead and define some terms here that I'm going to be using. So um, let's start with a definition. Yes. As someone likes to say, (laughs) maybe that should be on a mug. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or Or on a shirt. Or at least a speech bubble somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, BDSM is an umbrella term for certain kinds of erotic behavior between consenting adults. That is very important. Consent is super important. Stressing consent. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No means no and safe words are a thing. Yes. (laughs) Respect Uh, the safe word. (laughs) (laughs) There are distinct subcultures under this umbrella term. So, um, BDSM is actually six terms, even though it looks like it's only four. So, there's um, bondage and discipline, and then dominance and submission, and then sadism and masochism. So, Oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah. That actually makes perfect sense. Wow. Yeah. It's okay. in the perfect little thing. It's really cool. Um, so, so, the, so, they kind of overlap each other, mm-hmm. I guess. How clever. Yeah. And very on brand. Yes. <laughs> on brand. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see here. That could be another t-shirt. <laughs> Let's see here. <laughs> um, okay. So bondage and discipline are two aspects of BDSM that do not seem to relate to each other because of the type of activities involved, but they have conceptual similarities, and that is why they appear jointly. Contrary to the other two types, B&D does not define the tops and bottoms itself, and is used to describe the general activities with either partner being the receiver and the giver. Hmm. So, um, let's see. So that's not Fifty Shades of Grey style. No. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, Fifty Shades. Because that that is that that's kind of the overarching pop culture reference. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I would punch that dude in the face. Yeah, <laughs> if he treated me that way, yeah. like he um, keep it in the bedroom, dude. Yes, he is more of a sadist, and yeah. sadists and masochists are the more. Um, that's the type that like get off on pain. Yes. Either receiving it or giving it. Yes. Sadists give it, right? Um, sadists give it, masochists, masochists get take off it. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's um, what I thought. Look at me. Yeah, look at you. I know things. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, the term bondage describes the practice of physical restraint, obviously. Right. Um, it's usually, but not always, a sexual practice. Um, while bondage is a very popular variation within the larger field, it is nevertheless sometimes differentiated from the rest of this field. A 2015 study over of over 1,000 Canadians uh, showed that about half of all men held fantasies of bondage and almost half of all women did as well. So they need to find each other. They should, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Strictly speaking, bondage means binding the partner by tying their appendages together. Uh, for example, by the use of handcuffs or ropes or by lashing their arms to an object. That's one of the things I might be on board with. Yeah. Not like being hogtied. Oh, no. Like the whole ankles to wrists shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Also not on board with being gagged. <laughs> However, comma, <laughs> maybe being a little tied up wouldn't be so bad or blindfolded or whatever. You know, like, because... Yeah. Blindfolding is actually really fascinating because it makes you really focus on, like, 
what you're feeling mm-hmm. as opposed to like the distraction. So like as someone with ADD and a lot of anxiety and control issues, being a, being blindfolded is actually really appealing because it's like, okay, so then it forces me to focus. Yeah. Which I've never tried it, mm-hmm. but I do close my eyes to make myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it might be something that you want to try. Who knows? I know. I also don't have like, you know, a bed frame, so I can't be tied to anything. <laughs> That's fair. So there's also that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, the term discipline uh, describes psychological restraining. So, Ooh. well, interesting. Yeah. So there's bondage which is physical, and then discipline, which is psychological. Um, You use the use of rules and punishment to control overt behavior. Punishment can be pain caused by uh, physically, such as caning, um, humiliation, um, caused psychologically, such as... Wait a minute. So, wait a minute. So, these people are, like, into it, though. Yeah. Yeah, they want to be. Okay, this isn't, like, advocating for emotional abuse. This is, like, for people who, like, are into... And get off on someone telling them what to do all the time yes. or punishing them for stuff. Yes. Okay. Just mm-hmm. to clarify real yeah. fast, because we did have a verbal abuse episode. Oh yeah. So. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over the terms and what they mean, and okay. then I'm gonna go over like gotcha. what goes into BDSM. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So this is like when he bends her over her knee after over his knee after she bites her lip. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what that does to me. Yep. <laughs> Spanking time. Yes. Easy Jamie Dornan. <laughs> um, so punishment can be pain caused physically, such as caning or spanking. Oh, um, caning. Oh, yeah. Humiliation. Not caused- to yuck anyone's yum. Sorry. <laughs> Humiliation caused psychologically, such as a public um, flogging. Um, oh. There, there are like some... In BDSM, there are some, like, parties and festivals oh, where people fair. can be... I gotcha. ...can do this in public. People who are, like, into it. Can yeah. Do, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, or loss of freedom caused physically, for example, chaining the submissive partner to the foot of a bed. Another aspect is the structured training of the bottom. Um, dominance and submission um, is a set of behaviors, customs, and rituals relating to the giving and accepting of control of one individual over another in an erotic or lifestyle context. It explores the more mental aspect of BDSM. This is also the case in many relationships not considering themselves as sadomasochistic. It is considered to be a part of BDSM if it is practiced purposefully. The range of its individual characteristics is thereby wide. Like, um... A friend of mine, her husband, um, used to have a DNS relationship with one of his exes, and like he would pick out her clothes every morning, and like, and like, you know, they were both consenting to it, but like, it was giving someone else control so that you can mm. have, so you can have a sense of safety if that's your thing. Fair. Um. So, I mean, some people do that with a calendar or a routine as, as well. Mm-hmm. Just if you don't feel like you can do that for yourself, I guess that feels safe. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to understand. It, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to understand. It's okay. And I have I have another. Like, this is not me. <laughs> so like, it's like, okay. Let me just blanket statement. I'm not making fun of anyone and I mm-hmm. don't want to yuck anyone's yum because as yeah. long as you are consenting adults... I'm not going to say two because it could be multiple. Yeah. Like, go for it. 
as long as you're consenting adults. Mm-hmm. Safe, sane, and consensual as, is as the long big. as it's not rape or kidnapping that's real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you're not, f- and that you're respecting safe words and all of that stuff. Like, you do you. Mm-hmm. I'm coming into this as someone who just entertains the fantasy of sometimes being tied up and blindfolded. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I am not, like... Like, I'm you have no in- interest. Yeah, like, I'm not as into this community as some people might be and as as much as you are. So just yeah. don't judge my reactions. Oh, so no. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> and let me I just... I don't want anyone's feelings to get hurt. Yeah. Let me just say I haven't actually practiced a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only been with one partner in this way. Right. And, uh, um, again, like I am not an expert. I've just done a lot of research and read a lot of fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) often contracts are set out in writing to record the formal consent of the parties to power exchange, stating their common vision of the relationship dynamic, because what BDSM really is, is a power exchange. It's a consensual power exchange that people have thought about beforehand and like it's humiliation giving up control having control over another person and like again that all being safe and it's Um, like what you're like what's acceptable yes if you're doing the dom sub thing like Mm -hmm. if you're the submissive like what's acceptable for them to do to you yes type of thing Mm -hmm. so if they breach that that's grounds for ending yes things type of situation and you know you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like so that every because there's so much trust involved in all of this like you have to be able to feel safe yes even if you're into that weird what i don't want to say weird even if you're into that um oh what's that community that like likes to feel like they're being raped you know what i'm talking about that's one i don't want to touch on yeah yeah it's important to make sure yeah. that <laughs> that you know the safe words and you listen. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The purpose of this kind of agreement is primarily to encourage discussion and negotiation in advance and then to document that understanding for the benefit of all parties. Like um, even with our contract, mm-hmm. like it holds you accountable. As yeah. silly as it may seem, mm-hmm. it holds us accountable of things. Yeah. Like even though we've been kind of like trying to, we've, we've, we kind of burn out the other weekend when we did like three in a row or whatever mm-hmm. and you know like it still has held me to like well no I can't let you down because this is what we've agreed to yeah so, yeah exactly like you don't have to like get it notarized or anything but having something on paper yeah it helps yeah. and like knowing that everyone understands yeah going into it honestly you roommates should do it yeah. like it's Everyone makes fun of Sheldon for his roommate agreement, but shit, it's fucking functional. It is. This is what you've agreed to. You initialed it right here in the Mm -hmm. event of a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) If I'm bitten, you can't kill me. It's right here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, All right. So such documents have not been recognized as being legally binding, nor are they intended to be. These agreements are binding in the sense that the parties have the expectation that the negotiated rules will be followed. And this is not just for doms. Like, it's subs, too. It's understanding that there are things that the dom will not do. Mm-hmm. There are things that the dom is not comfortable with. Again, you're both giving and taking. Um as much as you might be getting off on something, if they can't do it anymore, they have the right to stop. 
Yeah. And um, you have to understand that because if they'll stop for you, you need to stop for them. It seems like communication is really, really big. It is. In this whole thing. It's all about like, this is what I want to try. Are mm-hmm. you open to it? Like, yeah. you really need to talk about things. Yes. And I actually have another article here. It's um, called Kinky Sex. Since um, b- Science Backed Benefits from BDSM. Ooh. And it's real fun. Let me make sure it'll pull up. Okay. So, Dr. Sandra La- Mor- Morgis. Woo. Yes. I hope that that's Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> <Le> <laughs> yes. uh, Dr. Sandra. Dr. Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. Yes, Sandy. Dr. Sandy. <laughs> oh, yes. We have our own doctor. Yes. We can page her. <laughs> Dr. Sandy, please come and Paging, do this with us. Paging Dr. Sandy. <laughs> I really would like to meet her, though. Um, she's so cool. She has a very interesting... Um, resume here she's a sex expert a professional dominatrix fetishist and a holistic practitioner in mind body and spiritual holistic living in new york city tell me about your first memory of your testicles <laughs> <laughs> that's she's what that made me think of she's the best <laughs> yes and she's so hot mm-hmm. <laughs> i hope i look that good when i'm old oh my god <laughs> me too um So she says uh, that she believes BDSM can help couples bond and feel at ease. During BDSM sessions, clients often experience a release of dopamine and serotonin, the brain's feel-good neurotransmitters. These two chemicals are associated with feelings of happiness, tranquility, joy, self-confidence, emotional well-being, and motivation. In addition, the release of the chemical uh, vasopressin compels people toward feeling bonded to one another. And yeah, the six benefits she lists are Im- that it improves communication because you do have to have because you that have set of to rules. talk about it. Yeah, you have to talk about what's co- what you're cool with and what you're not cool with, what you like and what you don't like, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Um, it increases intimacy. That's a given. Who's not down with that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this all sounds very appealing. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it encourages fidelity. So, on Encourages Fidelity, uh, she says, sustaining a healthy BDSM or even polyamorous relationship is a significant investment couples make. Um, She believes it can actually dissuade many people from cheating or acting out of integrity. Because you're you're communicating about what you want and what you need, and you're having that constant communication. And so, you're not gonna... If there's something that you want... Yeah. If there's something that you want, you can tell your partner about that. And if you want to... It encourages that trust. Yeah. As opposed to, I can't ass blast you, so I'm going to ass blast my secretary. Yeah. Not to gender it, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be for the male or the female. Yeah. And the secretary could be either gender as well. So <laughs> Again... That makes sense. Yeah. does make sense because the downfall of most couples is the lack of communication. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the death of a lot of people's sex lives mm-hmm. is a lack of communication. You have to tell them what feels good. Mm-hmm. You, you can't fake it all the time. <laughs> it's really a bad investment in your future mm-hmm. if you fake an orgasm with your husband. Yes. <laughs> Just to throw that out there. <laughs> or if you fake an orgasm as he fingers you. Because oh. that encourages him to not find the correct spot. <laughs> <laughs> 
One must instruct. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And you have to do research. Sorry. That's them's the rules. Them's the I don't make the rules. (laughs) Like (laughs) I just work here. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, a lot of people experience better mental health. Yeah. Because they're actually communicating and like getting fulfilled. You probably feel more secure in your relationship. Yeah. It reduces psychological stress and it reduces anxiety. Nice. Because that's a bit of control that you're able to let go. Or have. Are you going to convert me by the end of this? Probably. Because it actually <laughs> seems really fun. I'm not going to lie. It seems like it would be really instructive in that actually of like identifying your emotions and knowing what you actually need yeah. from a partner. Yeah. Which is really helpful and really healthy. Yeah. Like just mentally healthy. It that's, seems like. That's part of what draws me to it. Yeah. Because I crave that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's part of something I need out of a relationship. As much as I don't want to say that, that is something that I need. Me too. Um. I need to be able to break down in front of my partner and know that they can comfort me and bring me down from the breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. As people who have been verbally and emotionally abused their entire lives. Yeah. That's where your kink becomes your, or your, what is it? Your, Fuck. Your, your abuse becomes your kink. Uh-huh. Your trauma becomes your kink. So. Yeah. Because I grew up being screamed at and then hugged. Yeah. Are we the same person, kind of, but like not really? Yeah, <laughs> oh my I God. think so. I might fucking cry. Oh. No. <laughs> I love going. you. Just keep talking. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I just had like a breakthrough, but whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see here. Um, okay, often other friends and community members may witness the signing of such a document in a ceremony, and so parties violating their agreement can result in loss of face, respect, or status within their friends in the community. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's, like, worse than illegal. Mm-hmm. Because, like... Because it's a social... Yeah, because that's something you need to make other people aware of. Like, if you've had a relationship with a person or had scenes with a person who has not listened to a safe word... Or gone on when they didn't need to go on or anything like that. That's something that you have to tell the other people in your community. Yeah. So they don't. Repeat um, the mistake or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. Wow. Yeah. Um, in so general. you could get like blacklisted from. Yeah. Which then leads to repression. Mm-hmm. Which we ironically talked about last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a really fun. <laughs> it's it a circle. Such a funny um back-to-back situation yeah. anyway <laughs> that's why i put them together i know i love it you're brilliant <laughs> Thank you're you. brilliant <laughs> I <try to> be. <laughs> oh god um okay in general as compared to conventional relationships bdsm participants go to great lengths to negotiate the important aspects of their relationships in advance and to take great care in learning about and following safe practices that's so smart that's part of why um if i am going to start a serious relationship i do lead with this i'm like look this is something that i need we need to negotiate that if we're going to be having sex Mm -hmm. or if we're going to have any kind of emotional connection yeah i need you to understand this is what i need what do you need that's so smart yeah honestly even if you're not into tying each other up and whipping each other Mm -hmm. these are communication practices that would be helpful yeah 
talk about it. That's why this is so important. This is why I wanted to do this episode. Yeah. Because it's really cool. Talk about your wants and needs. What do you expect in a relationship? Like that's stuff that we've had. That's conversations Josh and I have had of Mm -hmm. like, what do you expect of me as your wife? Mm -hmm. Not just in the bedroom. What do you expect of me as your wife? Because I project so much of what my mother's expectations were of me as a child Mm -hmm. of like, make sure all your chores are done. Make sure the house is spotless. Make sure... You know what I mean? So to to the point to where like I was running myself ragged and then he was like like at one point he was like why why can't you just relax? And I was like wait a second, what do you expect of me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was I was like do you ex- I, I was like seriously, this isn't like a trap. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting the house to be surgically clean all the time and for me to cook for you and blah 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 cuz this is all like no matter what you just you emulate what you saw. Yeah. When you were growing up, that's Absolutely. just, it's just involuntary. It's just what happens. We you talked emulate, about that yeah, in therapy today. Yeah. Like you emulated and you project it onto mm-hmm. your partner, those expectations of what you saw growing up, whether you were single parent, orphan, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you saw, that's what you emulate. And it was very much, he was like, no, why would I expect that of you? Oh, you know, and it's yeah. been, and of course it took three years of our relationship <laughs> Of me, of us screaming at each other to get to that point. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it. what if we were open enough to have that conversation first? Yeah. Think of how much happier, you know, it wouldn't be, oh, this is our five-year anniversary, two good years of marriage. Yeah. I don't want that in our relationship. It'll always be rough the first few years. Let me just throw that out there. Marriage is fucking hard. It is. And it's a compromise and it's about loving the other person and putting yourself to the side, Mm -hmm. which is very difficult especially for those of us who have been bad relationships who have lost ourselves. It's very, very hard to trust and put yourself to the side sometimes and think about the other person's needs. That's what it's about. And that's what a lot of our culture doesn't understand. Yeah. The wedding that I was in this weekend, it was a Catholic wedding and it was gorgeous. It was beyond perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but the priest gave the couple a wedding gift and it was Jesus on the cross. And he was like, you know, as much as it seems wrong that the Bible says wives must submit to their husbands, it's not just saying wives. You both have to love each other this much. You have to submit to each other. Yeah. You have and- to put yourself to the side. You have to prioritize the other person's needs. Mm-hmm. And if you both do that, though, is the thing. Like, it can't just be one-sided. Yeah. If you both put yourselves to the side and just think about the other person's needs, that's when a beautiful relationship comes. Yeah. That's when he comes home with a Red Bull for you because he knows you've been tired. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's when you see a cool action figure and say, hey, I bought this for you, babe. Not just gifts, but, you know, hey, I know you've been stressed, so I did the dishes. Aw. See, it can be so nice. Hey, I'm when you've feeling got... gross too, so I climbed in the shower with you. Oh, <laughs> you know, if your lung- love language is touch, I mean, yeah. I'm just like throwing that <laughs> one in. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's that's then what grows. Yeah, I am gonna take a little step back here, real quick, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna talk about the phrase "safe, sane, and consensual." Oh, yes, because this definitely. is this is the main um, motto of the. 
uh, BDSM community. The fundamental principles for the exercise of BDSM require that it should be performed with the informed consent of all involved parties. Since the 1980s, many practitioners and organizations have adopted the motto, Safe, Sane, and Consensual, commonly abbreviated as SSC, which means that everything is based on safe activities. That Absolutely. All, yeah, that all participants be of sufficiently sound or sane mind to consent, and that all participants do consent. It is mutual consent that makes a clear legal and ethical distinction between BDSM and such crimes as sexual assault or domestic violence. Yes. And absolutely. Yeah. They don't blur that line if you have this communication. Right. If you have that expectation of what is okay and what is not and you you are able to talk after a scene and be like, "Hey, I really liked this. Hey, I didn't really like this." That's that's why you use like red, yellow, or green. Yeah. As your safe words instead of stop, don't, anything or like that. Rhinoceros or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is a version, there, or there is a part of the BDSM community that um, say that the code of behavior um, is described or should be risk aware consensual kink or rack, which I, I kind of get, but I like safe, sane, and consensual a little bit more because I think that encompasses it better. But rack is essentially um, indicating a preference for a style in which the individual is responsible. The individual responsibility of the involved parties is emphasized more strongly, with each participant being responsible for his or her own well-being. Um, advocates of RAC argue that SSE can hamper discussion of risk because no activity is truly safe, and that discussion of even low-risk possibilities is necessary for truly informed consent. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that either. Yeah, because it feels like you're only looking out for yourself, and in the bedroom that has no place. Yeah, selfishness can't be a part of it. Yeah, no, and like it goes on to say that like, um. Let's see here. Like, even people who are dominant, like, you're supposed to talk to your sub about about your submissive person about, or masochist slash sadist, any of that. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to talk about, okay, what do you get off on? Yeah. And see what lines up with your own preferences. Yes. And then do those activities. You don't throw in other things that you haven't talked about. Yeah, no. Because... You both have to be mutually enjoying. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not consensual. Yeah. I mean, that's how I see it. Yeah. Anyway. And, and that's, that's exactly like, right. I'm not even in a BDSM relationship. Mm-hmm. And like all the communication sounds very, very appealing. And like that's what we should be doing. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like we did our sexual repression one last week. And like there was a bit that I didn't get into, which was about what can cause sexual repression. Mm-hmm. And trauma is one of those things and it doesn't have to be sexual assault. Sometimes it's cheating. Yes. That's what happened to me mm-hmm. before I met Josh. So Josh is already a little bit on the prude side. He doesn't listen, so he doesn't care, and he knows. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not talking shit about my husband. He's already a little bit on the, I don't really like to talk about stuff mm-hmm. side. And when we met, started dating, I was very much like, don't touch me. Yeah. Because I had been cheated on and I felt like it was my fault. And I took that where some people might be like, oh, I'm going to go out and prove I can get whoever I want. I went the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important. It's been really hard and really important for us to really talk Mm -hmm. and communicate. And that's been a really big battle. And so I can just I can't even fathom if you didn't do this in this kind of a relationship. 
and you were only looking out for yourself in any relationship that's bad like yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. so and i i think these people um were more concerned with higher risk play or edge play mm, okay. um that makes w- a little more sense yeah but like you can still do that and it be safe sane and consensual yeah like you can still do knife play and like make sure that everything is sterile make sure that you're not cutting too deep mm-hmm. make sure that the other person is okay with where you're cutting like I mean, or there was one I came across in my segment that was like wet. Fuck, what was it? I don't know. We'll come across it. It was like wet and something. I don't know. But it was all about the other person basically torturing them. Yeah. And <laughs> and like, like if you're into that, that's fine. Yeah. That's more of the sadomaso. That it is. Yeah. yeah it's definitely mm-hmm. more that category. Now that I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was reading it, I was like, oh, God, why did you like that? Yeah. <laughs> um Let's see here. Um, On a physical level, BDSM is commonly misconceived to be all about pain. Um, Even Freud was Mm -mm. confounded with the complexity and and counterintuitiveness of the way practitioners (laughs) do things that are self-destructive and painful. Um, Most often, though, BDSM practitioners... Self-destructive should be in quotes. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most often, though, BDSM practitioners are primarily concerned with power, humiliation, and pleasure. That's mm-hmm. what it is. That makes sense. Um, the aspects of DS and BD may not include physical suffering at all, but include the sensations experienced by different emotions of the mind. So it's really, it's a mind fuck, mm-hmm. which is almost better. <laughs> which, I mean, like being in a long distance relationship mm-hmm. sometimes that's all you can do right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah girl been are, there um of the three categories of bdsm only sadomasochism specifically requires pain but this is typically a means to an end a vehicle for feelings of humiliation dominance or else well i mean most people like a good spanking yeah like let's be real yeah just a little uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happens. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't have to beat the shit out of somebody to no. just enjoy a little smack on the ass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, in psychology. We need to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> Seriously, just kidding. Okay. It was a joke. Oh, I, that's a I know. joke, Kay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in psychology, this aspect becomes a deviant behavior once the act of inflicting or experiencing pain becomes a substitute for or the main source of sexual pleasure. Mm. And it's most extreme. The preoccupation on this kind of pleasure could lead participants to view humans as insentient means of sexual gratification. So when you're getting to that point, it's probably time to talk to your therapist. Yeah, that's when it's not consensual. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, Let's see. Um, So I do have a list of types of play that we're going to go into. And then we'll, um, I'll be fast about the last part. Um, Some types of BDSM play include, but are not limited to, animal role play, breast torture. Animal role play? Mm Mm-hmm. Like um, some people pretend to be 
dogs. Oh, okay. Kind of like a slave. I thought, okay. I was just clarifying. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. You weren't talking about fucking your dog. Oh, no, 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 no. Continue. No. I was like, that's that's not animal role play. No. (laughs) That's bestiality and that's wrong. Yeah. Sorry. Don't care who you are. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is wrong. (laughs) I will yuck your yum if that's what you're into. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Hard no. Um, (laughs) Breast torture. Ah. Yeah. My titties. (laughs) Oh, my titties. No. (laughs) Um, Cock and ball torture. Ah! Erotic electro-simulation, which I was talking to you about that the other day. (laughs) Uh Um, About that girl that was like, oh, we're getting one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Go listen to Off the Cuffs, Mm -hmm. second episode. Um, Edge play. (laughs) We're getting one. Uh, flogging, golden showers. I'm not going into that. You can figure That's it out. pissing on people. Yeah. Human <laughs> furniture. Uh, Japanese bondage. Medical play. Human um, furniture. I pretend to be a chair. You sit on me? <laughs> There's this episode of My Strange Addiction <gasps> where this girl is addicted to being furniture. <laughs> and this she There's this one part where she's pretending to be a washer. <laughs> and she goes, Oh my god! Oh my god! We have to find it! We have to find it and watch it every day! Yeah! Oh my god! And her partner's like... She she thinks she's being discreet, but she's not! I know! I know! (laughs) Oh my god! I know it's her! I just hit my mic like five times. Oh my god. My favorite part is her being the washing machine. Just. <laughs> I'm a washer. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, Japanese bondage. <laughs> Medical play. Wait, what's the difference in Japanese? Are they just like way crazier? Because that's usually how Japanese stuff goes. Like not to be racist. Like that's not a thing. But you we know, can like, find out. No, I'm just saying like Japanese yeah. horror is usually a lot darker. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it sounds like if you go into, if you distinguish bondage from Japanese bondage, it's going to be way worse. What are you looking at? Your face is horrified. Is it really bad? It's really bad. Oh God. It's really tight. It means tight binding. Uh, well, like everything the Japanese do is like on another level. So that makes sense. It's really beautiful though, but I am not down. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I can appreciate it. From afar yeah. and say yes to you who do it, <laughs> yeah. but not for me. <laughs> yeah. No, no, thanks. Nope. Um, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to close that. Oh, yeah. Do that. <laughs> Your whole face just. <laughs> I wish I'd videoed that. That was so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> play piercing, predicament bondage. What is that? Does okay? Does that mean stabbing or giving each other piercings, or poking each other with needles? Are you looking it up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Body piercing done for the purpose of enjoying the experience rather than producing a permanent body decoration. Okay, I could get behind that. Yeah, actually, because endorphins get released. It's the same reason I love tattoos. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, pussy torture, sexual role play. Oh, okay. Uh, Spanking, suspicion, Down with or spanking. suspension. Me too. <laughs> um, tickle torture and wax play. Wax play, I can get down with. 
I will say though, mm-hmm. however, comma, make sure you use the right fucking wax. Oh yeah. <laughs> there is wax that is made for putting on your skin and it's not the candle you got at Walmart. No. <laughs> we'll get into that in my segment. It's really funny. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> um, okay. So, aside from the general advice related to Ooh. safe sex, BDSM sessions often require a wider array of safety precautions. Array. Wider array. You can tell where my, my mind is. I mean, we're drunk. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, of safety precautions than vanilla sex. Um, and They call it vanilla sex? Yeah. It just... It, um, it means sexual behavior without BDSM elements. That seems kind of mean. It's not meant to be. It's just a oh, term. Like, like my sex life is vanilla because I don't. No, like it's not. It's not meant to be degrading. I take offense to that term. I'm just I'm, gonna say. I'm sorry that you take offense. <laughs> take offense. They're trying to include you. No. <laughs> I don't. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I'm not a vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> then don't identify as a vanilla. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> well, good. I also don't tie people up. So fuck you. I don't know. <laughs> well, did you watch Fifty Shades Darker? Where no, oh. I still I haven't watched any of the rest of the series because I wanted to punch him so bad. That's fair, but he he does get better. <sighs> Um, just on principle. I only saw the first one because it was a snow day and I was teaching and my friend was like, let's go. I'll take wine. <laughs> and so I went. Well, we'll have to watch the others. Cause Should I'm we just... watch those together? <laughs> I mean, our friendship has come this far. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, why not go all the way? Let's just go there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Look at my Voldemort. <laughs> You keep distracting. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, safe word. You called me vanilla. I'm I not did, happy. I didn't mean to call you vanilla. That's just the wording. I'm sorry. I won't call it vanilla. I don't like that. It sounds like it's boring. <laughs> no, vanilla. Vanilla is very can sweet. be very flavorful. Yeah, vanilla is very <gasps> sweet. Okay. Uh, safe words are words or phrases that are called out when things are either not going as planned or have crossed a threshold that one cannot handle. Hippopotamus. Yep. <laughs> Um, they are something both parties can remember and recognize and are by definition not words commonly used playfully during any kind of scene celery stick yeah (laughs) (laughs) celery water (laughs) um let's see here cabbage pie (laughs) um oh my goodness (laughs) all right brace yourself i've got so many more oh oh, i'm ready um so, as I talked about earlier, there are, like, BDSM parties and um, dungeons that people go to and, like, learn. Like, there are classes that are taught and, like, you can experience this part of your life with other people and, like, it just, everybody be okay with it as yeah. long as your partner's okay with it. At most clubs and group organized BDSM parties and events, dungeon monitors or DMs um, provide... Chicken taco. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) Continue. Uh, Provide an additional safety net for the people playing there, ensuring that house rules are followed and safe words respected. Um, 
BDSM participants. Oh, shit. That was a perfect opportunity. <laughs> I got tripped up. <laughs> I got stuck on Mexican food. <laughs> BDSM participants are expected to understand practical safety aspects. So Polar bear. <laughs> do your goddamn research. <laughs> For instance, they are expected... I'm too much fun with C-words. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Now you have a list to bring to so Josh. Much, so much fun. <laughs> Baby um. tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> I do not consent anymore. <laughs> that wasn't funny. <laughs> um, okay, so for instance, they are expected to recognize that parts of the body can be damaged, such Ooh, as nerves yeah. and blood vessels by contusion, or that skin can be scarred. Using mm-hmm. crops, whips, or floggers, the top's fine motor skills and anatomical knowledge can make the difference between a satisfying session for the bottom and a highly unpleasant experience that may even entail severe physical harm. The and b- emotional harm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, identifying as someone... Whose ma- primary love language is touch. Mm-hmm. Negative touch. Like, for me, sex and any kind of physical intimacy is heightened to the extent, like, so much more than someone who whose love language is not that. Mm-hmm. And then, by contrast, anything negative received that way affects me so much more. Yeah. You know? So into this kind of thing, like if you go too far, if, if, if I were to enter into something like this and someone were to hurt me mm-hmm. and it not be consensual, consensual, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would go in a hole Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Baby hippo. <laughs> <laughs> Baby hippo. <laughs> um, alrighty. So the very broad range of BDSM toys and physical and psychological control techniques often require a far reaching knowledge of details related to the requirements of the individual session, such as anatomy, physics, and psychology. Oh wow. Despite these risks, BDSM activities usually result in far less severe injuries than sports like boxing and football, and BDSM practitioners do not visit emergency rooms any more often than the general population. Well, no, because you talk about it. Yeah. And fucking football, you just, you, you you get brain damaged immediately. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yes. It's not good. Yeah. And it's unpredictable. You haven't consensually agreed to headbutt this person. Yeah. In a certain, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes more sense. It's, it's like how, you know, people with mental illness are far more likely to be victims of abuse or victims of crime mm-hmm. as opposed to perpetrators. Yeah. But we only hear about the perpetrators, which is why it didn't go as medical as I originally wanted to yeah i i figured we'd focus on the inexperienced i appreciate that because <laughs> that's a that's good to go and with mine fun yes at some people's expense <laughs> um <laughs> they put it online so yeah. it's their fault yeah <laughs> um it is necessary to be able to identify each person's psychological triggers and advance to avoid them such losses of emotional balance due to sensory or emotional overload are a fairly commonly discussed issue and it's important to follow participants reactions empathetically and um continue or stop accordingly that makes sense um because sometimes you might reach into territory where you can no longer remember your safe word or anything like that right and Um, i mean i'll just open up we've had issues like that where josh didn't quite listen to me Mm -hmm. um just i mean because my 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 love language is touch like we do a lot of like massage and stuff like that to where it's like foreplay that isn't a money shot is what i call it yeah um 
and we used a certain essential oil massage oil Mm -hmm. that it was like it was called sensation but it like overloaded my senses oh because he used too much and we'd never used it before so like Mm -hmm. it's not his fault you know what i'm saying but like everything went numb like it was crazy yeah (laughs) and i was just like no this isn't right this isn't right and he just kind of kept going Uh and you know what i mean like we we kind of like finished and i was like i have to get in the shower and get this stuff off of me like i can't yeah (laughs) like i'm kind of having out just thinking about it it was really bad oh yikes it was really bad so like make sure you test things oh yeah (laughs) do it yes it was like for my birthday too uh-huh. like, oh. It was so bad. oh that's awful it was so bad um to be fair though like the other massage oils and things that we've used like have not spurred that kind of a reaction it's always been yeah. like really neutral stuff and i was like oh let's spice it up this time and yeah nope nope not doing that again <laughs> not gonna do that <laughs> um for some players, sparking freakouts or deliberately using triggers may be a desired outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one way that people that have had trauma and decide to use this to cope with it kind of cope with that. Um, cause yeah, one of the girls in my story, the, I, I think that's kind of how she copes with things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, which is fair. Me too. But not everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone's cool so. with that. Um, being able to be vulnerable in front of my partner and I think I would have to have something like that to get me to that space Mm -hmm. because it's very 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 hard for me to really open up well that makes sense for you yeah yeah all right so even though we're sitting here and talking about how this kind of our trauma kind of bled into what we're liking and yeah some of mine does yeah well like we talked about the Mm -hmm. abuse the verbal abuse part of things has bled in yeah. a little. Yeah. Um, it has often been assumed that a preference for BDSM is a consequence of childhood abuse, but research indicates that there's no evidence for that. No, it can definitely just be control. Yeah. If you're a control freak. Yeah. I definitely am. So, yeah. Let's see. Or not as well. I don't know. <laughs> if you're like not in control in the rest of your life, it could inform you wanting to be in control in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to kind of go to the therapy part of this because okay. I thought that that was really fascinating. Yeah. Um, psychiatry has been an insensitive history in the area of BDSM. Mm-hmm. There have been many involvements by institutions of political power to marginalize subgroups and sexual minorities. Uh, mental health professionals have a long history of holding negative assumptions and stereotypes about the BDSM community, uh, beginning with the DSM-2. Uh, sexual sadism and sexual masochism in that DSM um, have been listed as sexually deviant behaviors. Um, sadism and masochism were also found in the personality disorder section. Um, this negative assumption has not changed significantly, which is evident in the continued inclusion of sexual sadism and sexual masochism as paraphilias in the DSM IVTR. Um, but the DSMV, however, which is the most recent, um, if you're not familiar with the DSM, that is what therapists and psychiatrists use to, um, diagnose a person that has some type Mm. of mental disorder gotcha um and the most recent one which is five um it has depathologized i'm drunk sorry uh the language around paraphilias in a way that signifies the apa's intent to not demand treatment for healthy consenting adult sexual expression Mm. which is a huge 
step forward in our society. Yeah, it is definitely. Um, especially in America, which is historically <laughs> a country, prudish. <laughs> a country founded by Puritans. Yeah. <laughs> um, these biases. Who are, fucked, by the way. Oh, yeah. Go they on fucked. and listen. Go on and listen to the wine and crime episode called Puritan Crimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, these biases and misinformation can result in pathologic and uh, pathologizing and unintentional harm to clients who identify as sadists and or masochists and medical professionals who have been trained under older editions of the DSM can be slow to change in their ways of clinical practice. Well now see this is where some people might jump to the conclusion that sadists and masochists are all about the non-consensual form of it Mm -hmm. and that's not true. No. That's so why once it becomes non-consensual, that's when it becomes a personality problem yeah. and a disorder. Mm-hmm. That's when you get into the serial killer and the serial rapist and the um, that, that issue. Absolutely. When it's two consenting adults, one's a sadist and one a masochist, you're down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As long as no one gets killed. Like you yeah. have to do it safely, of mm-hmm. course, but... So, major themes of biased and inadequate care to BDSM clients are considering BDSM to be unhealthy, requiring a client to give up BDSM activities in order to continue in treatment, confusing Mm. BDSM with abuse, having to educate the therapist about BDSM. Oh, shit. Yeah. Assuming that BDSM interests are indicative of past family or spousal abuse, and therapists misrepresenting their expertise by stating that they are BDSM positive when they are not actually knowledgeable about BDSM practices. Oh, dang. Yeah. So these same researchers suggested that therapists should be open to learning more about BDSM, to show comfort in talking about BDSM issues, and to understand and promote safe, sane, and consensual BDSM. Not rack. <laughs> there has also been research with, which suggests that BDSM can be a beneficial way for victims of sexual assault to deal with their trauma, most notably by uh, Corey Hammers. But this work is limited in scope and to date and has not undergone empirical testing as a treatment. Which, how could you really test it, though? Yeah. And I mean, just from my own personal experience, I think that's part of what drew me to it. Yeah. Um. That puzzle piece fell in when you read that sentence. <laughs> it did. And I I want to be able to give up control to someone that understands my needs mm-hmm. and is not doing it for their purpose. Right. And or in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've got thousands of dollars in medical bills and a pill I have to take every day. For the next year and not being able to have regular pap smears to to show what happened. And I want to be able to heal from mm-hmm. that. And I think this is a big part of my healing process. Oh, it and absolutely that's, is. And yeah. that's for me. And that might not be for everybody that struggles with that. But that's just my, that's why I need this in my relationship. Oh, yeah, for sure. So much of your sexual experiences have been negative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And because of the abuse in your past. I mean, that makes sense. And again, like, I don't talk about that for anyone to feel bad for me. Um, I talk (laughs) I talk about it because it happened. And it's my story to be able to tell. And I survived and I'm here. Mm -hmm. And this is how I heal from it. Um, And not um my mom doesn't listen so i mean um not being able to talk to my mom about it has been 
a horrific, uh, not a horrific, it's just been a really... Well, it's been an obstacle to your healing process. Yeah. And um, being able to talk about those issues and talk about what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with, even though I do want to give up some control. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to do that with my sexual partner or yeah. I'm not going to be able to heal. And that's just going to be it. And like now that I've done this research, I think I might actually start bringing this up in my sessions because I would like to continue to be safe, sane and consensual. Mm-hmm. And like this might be something that I need to just look more into. And it, um, I mean, it's going to be harder for you to trust if you haven't talked everything through first. Yeah. And established those boundaries mm-hmm. and what you like and what you don't. And if that person doesn't respect you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, you're in a more fragile place yeah. than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So a community where things are more laid out and more explicit mm-hmm. as to what you need, as, as to your needs yeah. makes sense for you. Yeah. And sounds logical. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and there's... There's a pepperoni little, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a little phrase that I came up with one day when I was like writing and um, or I was brainstorming for my writing. And um, it is that life is rated R. Mm-hmm. My life especially. And I have to be able to be rated R with the people that I'm close with for for me to feel better. And I and I understand that they're OK with me talking about it. Like I don't. I don't want to give up too much. I, I can just be like, are you okay with me talking about this? And like with Carrie, I've I've been able to find a wonderful support system and you and, and Kita. Hi, Kita. Um, <laughs> Love you. And, um, and my other friends who probably wouldn't be. I don't, I don't want to say their names on this podcast because I haven't like asked them. But like I, <laughs> I'm, I do have other friends that have like been extremely helpful. And like, you know, even though I can't talk to my mom about it, like. I'm still able to heal from that. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it's just, it's been very helpful. Um, we should put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Life is rated R. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Because that is 100% my philosophy on life as well. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yeah. That is who, like, that's 100% it, girl. <laughs> I love you. That was so good. Thank you. I love you too. Yay. Um, and this last little bit, baboon, uh, (laughs) um, all of them are animals. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, let me see here. Um, Dr. Seuss, (laughs) Dr. Seuss, his way out of a murder. (laughs) I was laughing at that so hard yesterday. And my mom, she heard me and she's like, what's so funny? I'm like, he Dr. Seuss his way out of a murder. <laughs> <laughs> and she saw that I was watching BuzzFeed Unsolved and she was like, I love you. Oh, God. And then she left. Because <laughs> she um, doesn't understand. Yeah. Love um, you, Karen. <laughs> so let's see here. Get your shit together, Karen. <laughs> um, I wish your mom's name was Carol because that would be perfect. Yes. From Bridesmaids. Get your shit together, Carol. <laughs> God damn it, Carol. <laughs> Um, and if there are any therapists listening, this is really important. Yeah. Um, 
Another common problem is when clients conceal their sexual preferences from their therapist. Yeah, this, that's really bad. Yeah. This can compromise any therapy. To avoid non-disclosure, therapists are encouraged to communicate their openness in indirect ways with literatures and artworks in the waiting room. So, like, have a Cosmo out that talks about BDSM to show that show your clients that you're okay with talking about that. I lied to mine. <sighs> It's fine. <laughs> it's I don't fine. see him anymore. <laughs> um, I also didn't know it was okay. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I had decided I was straight. <laughs> um, let's to be perfectly honest. he's. It's funny, though, because he said, what do you identify as? And he listed all the options. And I went, uh, uh, straight. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Which is telling. <laughs> Me when I was younger. And he should have picked up on <laughs> to be fair yeah <laughs> me when i was younger <laughs> oh shit <laughs> what uh, everyone said when they found out that i was gay i <laughs> 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 thought you were straight but i was lied to I mean, again i didn't know it was okay to like both <laughs> yeah um, okay, a special subgroup of people that are in BDSM uh, that need counseling would be the newbie. Individuals just coming out might have internalized shame, fear, and self-hatred about their sexual preferences. I know that I did for a very long time. Yeah, me too. That's why I was not open about it until very recently. Um, therapists need to provide acceptance, care, and model positive attitude. Providing reassurance, psychoeducation, and bibliotherapy for these clients is crucial. The average age when BDSM individuals realize their sexual preference is around 26 years. Um, wow. Yeah. Many people hide their sexuality until they can no longer contain their desires. That's where we get our serial killers and rapists. Um, however, they may have married or, uh, or had children by this. just people who just can't keep it in anymore. Yeah. Though, if you've repressed and you're are also in the mental health cocktail of violence yeah <laughs> you might become a serial killer yeah let me just throw that out there in case someone is married and then discovered they were gay later <laughs> just to <laughs> just to understand <laughs> i've talked to many people who have had that experience mm -hmm. um well do you want to know a little bit about the history of whether or not this was a crime maybe um okay so there is actually no law against it right now. Um, right now? Yeah, right now. Um, there could be coming up because of Trump. Um, uh-huh. Bleh. So, <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, Everyone vote. Yeah, the please. The US federal law does not list a specific criminal determination for consensual BDSM acts. Um, but many BDSM practitioners cite the legal decision of People versus Joe Jovanovic. Um, it happened in two thousand, or the cybersex torture case, which was the first US um decision to hold in effect that one does not commit assault of the victim consents. However, many individuals individual states do criminalize specific BDSM actions within their state borders. Some states speci specifically address the idea of consent to BDSM acts within their assault laws, such as the state of New Jersey, uh, which defines simple assault to be a disorderly person's offense unless committed in a fight or scuffle entered into by mutual consent, mm. which, um, in which case it is a petty disorderly person's offense. Oregon ballot measure a nine. petty disorderly person's offense. Yes. 
So, oh my god <laughs> yeah the language in this is beautiful oh my god um you're you petty and disorderly bitch yeah <laughs> quit spanking each other in the bedroom oh my god uh, you in a public place yeah <laughs> get out of the bathroom <laughs> oh my god um <laughs> let's see here pickle oh my god <laughs> Oregon ballot measure 9 was a ballot measure in the U.S. state of Oregon in 1992 concerning sadism, masochism, gay rights, pedophilia, unfortunately, Mm. and public education that drew widespread national attention. It would have added the following text to the Oregon Constitution. All governments in Oregon may not use their monies or properties to promote, encourage, or facilitate homosexuality, pedophilia, sadism, or masochism. Pedophilia I can get behind. Yeah. Um... Because that's, you can't consent if you're a child. No. Um, All levels of government, including public education systems, must assist in setting a standard for Oregon's youth, which recognizes that these behaviors are abnormal, wrong, unnatural, and perverse, and they are to be discouraged and avoided. Yes on pedophilia. No on the rest. Again, if you are consenting adults. It's fine. It's fine. Um, consenting adults, meaning if you violate any, any bit of your previously agreed upon statutes or whatever you want to call it, as in, you know, like, uh, people talk about people who sell sex Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, how could you call it rape? Because you're a prostitute or whatever. If halfway through you decide you're not paying, it is now rape. Yeah. Because you entered into an agreed, a previously agreed upon contract that you were going to pay for sex. Mm-hmm. If halfway through you say, I'm not paying, it is now rape. Yeah. Or if halfway through you decide you're going to do things that charge extra and not pay, it is now rape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, consent is... Consent is even very if you're, important. Even if you're not selling sex, you can agree... You can decide that you're not down at any point. Yes. Even if you thought you were down earlier, you mm-hmm. can say no at any point. Yes. You're allowed to say no whenever. And if they don't stop. Fuck them. Then it becomes rape. Yeah. Or assault or yeah. whatever. If you think, oh, yeah, I'd like to be punched in the face. And then it happens and you're not, you discover you're not down. (laughs) (laughs) They don't need to do it anymore. They don't need to do it anymore. You you say turkey scrotum. (laughs) Pumpernickel. (laughs) Pumpernickel, yes. That's a good one. Thanks. Pumpernickel. And they need to stop. And if they don't, then it's assault and you can call the police. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um. Two more things, and then I'm done. Okay. So, because I'm excited about my segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, which is a coalition I want to join. Yeah, freedom. <laughs> uh, collects reports about punishment for sexual activities engaged in by consenting adults, and about its use in child custody cases. Yeah, fascinating. I want to research that more, hmm. but I didn't have time. Meaning, um, like your mom. Like, you're in a custody battle, and then the lawyer decides to be a dirtbag and say, oh, well, you like to be tied up when you get fucked. Mm-hmm. You're not a fit parent. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. You're not doing it in front of the kid. Nope. Oh, my God. And, yeah. 
In the 21st century, a number of prestigious university presses, such as Duke University and Indiana University and the University of Chicago, have published books on BDSM written by professors, thereby lending academic legitimacy to this once taboo topic. And that is why we're talking about it yeah, today. Taboo topics yeah. are, uh, you know, specialty. Yeah. And that is the end of my segment. Grandfather clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So, when we agreed to do this segment, mm-hmm. or this episode even, I said, yes, we can reverse, but I'm going to do the story segment my way. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay. Yeah. Because so, that's consent. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, because we are a sex positive podcast, but we are not a porn podcast. Yes. So, um, originally my way was going to be like horrific medical issues. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I didn't want to do something super negative. So I wanted to go more into the area of um, inexperience. And how <laughs> safety is important. Yes. <laughs> and research is important. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and also, you know, like soundproofing, maybe. Oh, no. Is important. And yeah. planning. Yeah. And things of that nature. So, um, I thought we could just kind of have some fun at these people's expense because they put their <laughs> shit online. And um, thank God for BuzzFeed. So, yes. I'm going to pull ver- 100% all of this is from an article called 16 BDSM Sex Stories That Went Hilariously Wrong from BuzzFeed. <laughs> Yay. Um, and I think I might have read this. Yeah. We're going to just have fun. Okay. And we may not cover all 16. It just depends on how much fun we have. Yes. So, <laughs> here we go. Ready? Yeah. Okay. The Lost Butt Plug. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm already ready. My dom decided to try an anal plug on me for the first time. (gasps) He was going down on me while tapping the base of the plug. Hello. Um, and (laughs) I was all, and I was really getting off on it. Yeah. Suddenly he tapped a little too hard and the plug went completely inside me. (laughs) If you guys haven't seen a butt plug, that shouldn't happen. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) He managed to stay calm, and we eventually were able to get it out with a lot of lube and careful manipulation. Oh, my God. That is intimacy. Yes. When you can expose your own butthole (laughs) in full view and say, get it out! (laughs) That is love. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Later, he asked if I wanted to try to pick things back up. In the most Eeyore voice imaginable... I said, oh, not right now. (laughs) My ass just swallowed a plug. (laughs) My ass just swallowed a plug. Oh, no. (laughs) Thanks for noticing me. (laughs) All right, you ready for another one? Yeah. Okay. The Slippery Kitchen. (gasps) Oh, I'm so ready. My ex blindfolded, handcuffed, and in lingerie. I w- also was in lingerie and high heels. Uh-huh. We don't know what gender the narrator is, by the way. Mm-hmm. I had just finished giving her a massage mm-hmm. with oil, and I thought we were alone in her apartment. Oh, no. <laughs> so I went to get ice. Yeah. Down with ice. Mm-hmm. It turned out her roommates had just walked in and I freaked out. (laughs) 
I slipped on the kitchen floor. Ice went everywhere and it landed straight on my ass. Meanwhile, my girlfriend was freaking out because everyone could see her in the doorway and she couldn't move her seat because she was blindfolded and tied up. Oh, no. Whoever the narrator is, they had left the door open. Because it was just like, oh, go to the kitchen real quick. <laughs> Talk to each other, you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's my worst nightmare. Oh, I know, right? Just, ah! <laughs> just splayed out. Yeah. <laughs> Blindfolded. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, babe? <laughs> babe! <laughs> babe! Close the door. Babe. <laughs> You want to give them the grand tour, babe? <laughs> That's making me think of Jan and Michael. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> sure, babe. Yeah, babe. Um, I can't, you know, create in the same space where I do business. It just doesn't work. <laughs> I'm sure you understand that with your doodles. Yeah, you and your doodles. <laughs> Ugh. Jan is the worst. Jan I want to is- go back with Jan and I hate Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you ready? Yeah. (laughs) The cinnamon candle challenge. Oh, I'm so excited. This one's really bad. (gasps) I hate cinnamon, and this is going to make me hate it even more. Tied down to the bed. Uh Uh-huh. My partner and I were trying a new massage candle. Wait, who who was tied? Uh, the narrator was tied down. Okay. Uh, Bad English. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Yes. Cinnamon flavor. It had essential oils in it. Mm. Felt great. Right up until he dripped it on my exposed vulva. (gasps) Oh! Ow! When the cinnamon essential oils hit my clit (gasps) and the mucous membranes around my girly bits... I lost it. <laughs> it hurt so bad and it was not a good pain. No. And I was tied down. Oh, honey. He was scrambling to untie me. <laughs> I was desperately trying to get it off and I ended up sitting and crying in a cold bath for a while. <laughs> oh, baby. Me. Oh, my God. It's like big red, it, like it's not cinnamon, like cinnamon roll. Uh-huh. It, this is like red hot cinnamon, oh, like honey. big red gum on your lady bits. Oh, honey. On your bits. <laughs> you on don't bits. want that on your bits. No. 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 No one does. Even if one has man bits. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Oh. Oh. No. Uh-uh. Oh, poor girl. At least he tried. He was like, "Oh my god!" The, yeah. the thing to remember is that he was like, "Oh shit!" and like <laughs> yeah. tried to help. Yeah, that's important. He um, was being wonderful about it. Yes, I would not recommend anything cinnamon that has to do with fire. Yeah, anywhere near your genitals. No, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're into that, go for it. Uh, I would not like my nerves to be dead down there, though. So, um, <laughs> it's like douching with mercury. Oh God. <laughs> Or putting leeches down there. Uh. You might have, yeah, douche with mercury. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was such a good episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> mercury cures everything, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Ready? Yes. <laughs> the solo caning incident. Oh, no. 
I've been in the scene for nearly six years now. Mm-hmm. When I discovered that I was a say, okay, this is narrative. By the way, I'm not saying this. Okay, <laughs> this is narrative. <laughs> I am not. Yeah, just to clarify, uh, in case anyone's confused, because I said earlier I'm not in a BDSM relationship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've been on the scene for nearly six years now. When I discovered that I was a sadist, Mm -hmm. I quickly became obsessed with caning and bought a pair of rattan? 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 Rattan. Rattan. R-A-T-T-A-N. Rattan. Rattan? Rattan. Yeah. Okay. Rattan canes to use. (laughs) I was practicing with them by whacking them against my bed, testing force and durability, when the super thin one I was using whipped up and smacked the shit out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Me! Oh my god! Many curse words later, I had I had a black and blue streak right across my cheek and eye that lasted for about two weeks. <laughs> How do you explain that? <laughs> I hit myself in the face with a rake. I (laughs) ran into a doorknob. (laughs) I first. (laughs) (laughs) Cabbage patch. (laughs) Um. (laughs) All right. So this is the one that made me. Ball (laughs) gags really freak me out. Yeah. Okay. So not if that's your thing. High fives. Stuff to do with teeth. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, hi. Uh, no. Yeah, no, like skip I can't. It. I can't. No. I can't do it. So uh, no. this one's called the broken tooth. No, no, no. It's very, very short. <laughs> it's two sentences. No, red. Red. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. One time during a session with my dom, he was whipping me fairly hard while I had a. Oh, it's a bit gag. Is that different? Is that different? I don't know. I don't know the difference. I, I am not either. in this community. I, I don't I don't Send do us gags. your emails, please. Yeah. Um no, I wouldn't be able to either. Um I had a bit gag in my mouth. I started to bite down and one of my teeth broke. Needless to say, I didn't care to continue after that. <laughs> nope. Nothing nope. that's not sexy than breaking your teeth during sex. No. Okay, that one's done. Okay, you ready? Mm. New one. It's not It's not as bad. It's funny. You this promise? one's funny. Yes, I promise. This one's funny. Okay. <laughs> this one's really funny. <laughs> I found it funny. <laughs> I don't know if that means other people will. <laughs> I am dark and twisty. Okay, <laughs> so this one's called the chokehold. I was hooking up with a guy in the back of my car, and I told oh. him to choke me. Uh-huh. I could see that he was shocked. Uh-huh. And had never done anything like that before, but he did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Kudos. I don't think he completely understood what I was asking for. <laughs> because he because he choked me to the point that I passed out. <laughs> when I woke up 20 seconds later, he was already out of my car and sprinting away. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh my god. Nope. <laughs> oh my god, I killed her. <laughs> or or him or or they. I yeah. don't actually know what what gender the narrator is. Oh my god. <laughs> this one is my 
favorite, I think. <laughs> okay. The romantic candlelit carpet. My wife and I had been have been into BDSM pretty much our entire relationship. Mm-hmm. We frequently switch roles, yeah. which is if I were to enter into this community, that would have to be where I am, I think. Switch. Yeah. Um, we frequently switch roles and her birthday fell on a time when she was the dominant one. Oh. As a surprise for her, I decided to tie myself up and have a trail of candles leading down the hall. Mm-hmm. By the time... <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. This is where practical things in life intersect with romance. And yeah. it just, this is where the most joy is. <laughs> I find the most joy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because what works in the movies doesn't always work in practicality. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was wearing whipped cream boxers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. <laughs> By the time she found the trail, one of the candles had somehow leaked onto the carpet and burned a six-inch wide hole in the carpet. Oh! She burst into the room yelling that there was a fire. (laughs) (laughs) It completely ruined the surprise and the mood, of course. Yeah. But we managed to salvage the evening after putting out the fire and me apologizing a million times. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was the most pure thing. <laughs> he tried so hard. <laughs> he tried so hard. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. That just makes me laugh so hard because so many people try to be so romantic and it just doesn't. Yeah, you're just sitting there forever, or yeah. it's like you know, it's the shit that they do in movies. <laughs> Oh, it just makes me laugh when people mm-hmm. emulate that. I'm sure that would have been really beautiful if it had worked. Yeah. Real fire. I would recommend using battery-powered flameless candles. Yeah. In that situation. Yes. <laughs> I bet from now on he did. Yeah, because <laughs> fire is not sexy. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, if that's your thing, whatever. Okay, so. Oh, my God. This one's really funny, too. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The indestructible restraints. (laughs) I was in a long distance relationship at the time. So when we were together, we went crazy. Mm -hmm. We bought a new set of restraints from a local sex shop. They were made like plastic zip ties, only much thicker. Mm -hmm. That night, we were beginning a threesome with his friend and I was the only one in restraints. Yeah. They were pretty uncomfortable. So we paused for me to get out. Only to realize that there was no release mechanism. Oh. Research your products. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The only instructions weren't in English. (laughs) I love this shit. This is so funny. I'm sorry. Just like, you're so hot and heavy. And it's like, it won't fucking come off. Oh, my God. Like... (laughs) Oh, that shit would happen to me. Oh, my God. My ex tried to cut them with scissors, but they were too thick. His friend got dressed and ran to their other friend's apartment to get new scissors. She was an art student, so we assumed they'd be pretty sharp. It took 45 minutes to release me. Oh, my God. During the process, the ties bit into my wrist, leaving awkward and obvious marks that didn't fade for months. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
honey. and then i hope you left a yelp review yeah for this product because <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just okay nobody's into it cool let me get out real quick it's fine oh shit hey guys oh my god <laughs> you guys it won't come off it won't fucking come off like <laughs> yeah get the kitchen scissors real fast it's fine no it's fine just keep kissing my neck no just cut it off cut it off yeah what do you mean it won't fucking cut <laughs> oh that really oh, ruined the yeah, mood that i really, bet uh dis- <laughs> diffuse that threesome really fast yeah um okay <laughs> another really good one the concerned neighbor oh this is where soundproofing might come into play so oh no this is actual you know curtains yeah um (laughs) i had a sub request we start getting into breath play i don't know what that is choking oh okay yeah i was game to learn and study it Mm -hmm. responsible yes my playroom is upstairs and together we worked out a modification to my bondage table but what neither of us noticed oh was that he was strung up as he was strung up you could see him from the house next door (laughs) (laughs) oh god I had to pull the quick release when I heard the doorbell the cops came and they had to go up to my playroom and talk to him in order to make sure everything was consensual (laughs) oh oh okay i'm gonna go home now <laughs> oh i bet bye got- leanne <laughs> i'll see you next tuesday <laughs> i bet they got blackout curtains uh-huh yeah blinds yeah y'all oh my god i know it might be exciting to think people can see you but don't inflict that on people oh my god <laughs> those poor neighbors well they probably didn't even think about it no probably not there's an Everybody Loves Raymond episode where um, Raymond's brother and his girlfriend had sex and they forgot to close the curtains. So everyone in the apartment complex was like giving them shit. And so they moved in with Raymond for a few days and like his mom. The apartment people moved in? No, like his brother and the girlfriend oh, moved, moved in. in with- yeah. Gotcha. And his mom came over and like went down to the basement and and, like the mom's really intrusive yeah and like she went down to the basement and caught them having sex (laughs) and like nowhere is safe yeah (laughs) they ran upstairs and like robert's in this long dress shirt and his girlfriend's wearing his police officer pants (laughs) up here (laughs) and she's like you animals sitcom and like <laughs> they get caught in like the girls in like a gorilla suit or something like that and the guy's wearing a like pink bikini yeah that's on how i met your mother oh nice where like they they're cleaning out the apartment or something like that and like ted finds a gorilla suit and like a bikini or something like that and he and a wig like a blonde wig or whatever like king kong is uh-huh. what the fantasy is i guess and he's like, oh, what's this? And they're like, oh, it's nothing. It's from Halloween, I think, or something. And it flashes to them. And Lily is in the gorilla suit. And Marshall is in the, the, <laughs> the blonde wig.
like in the pink bikini and he's like tied up and he's like, oh no, King Kong. Oh my <laughs> so God. Funny. It's so funny. <laughs> oh my Aww. God. And she like jumps on him. Oh my God. It's Aww. so funny. Oh, that shit cracks me up. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. And that other concerned neighbor. Mm-hmm. Oh. God damn it. All right. Yeah. I okay, so this is the one I was talking about earlier. Oh, it's called Wet and Messy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm into a scene called Wham, aka Wet and Messy. One time we were making a video where my partner tied me up in the shower and poured cold stuff all over me. Mm-hmm. Ice cream, milk, cream, yogurt, the works, then followed up by a cold shower. Mm-hmm. I despise being cold, so I shrieked quite a bit. Yeah. What happened? A cop showed up. I guess my neighbors heard me, uh-huh. though I tried to be respect- <laughs> respectful and quiet, and we had to explain the whole thing. <laughs> oh. Thankfully, everything turned out okay, but the next time I think I'll wear a gag. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear. That's where I feel like that got into, like, masochism and stuff. Because I was yeah. like, if that makes you, if you despise it, oh, God. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever gets you off, babe. Okay. Yeah. You do you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, this is another one of my favorites. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready? Uh-huh. The popped blood vessel. <gasps> oh. Once, my partner, who is now my husband, uh-huh. experimented with choking me, and we had a tap out rule. I guess it felt so good that I didn't realize my face was turning purple and I didn't tap out. Then I hear, oh my god, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I checked the mirror and blood vessels had actually popped. I looked like Violet Beauregard for a few days after. (laughs) Oh. The girl who turns into the blueberry on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. I love it. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Are you alive? <laughs> Babe. Good luck on your zero dollars a year, zero plus zero benefits, babe. <laughs> she uh, threw a dundee at my TV. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my god, babe. They're not going to take him away, are you? <laughs> Bye, babe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The disappearing act. Mm -hmm. One time, I was tied heel to wrists with a ball gag in my mouth. Mm -hmm. My partner walked into the living room because a friend had shown up. I was slowly sliding off his horrible red silk sheets. Mm -hmm. Why would you ever have? Silk sheets. Anyway, (laughs) I fell upside down between the wall and his bed. (laughs) I tried my best to scream, but you're wearing a ball gag. You can't. That's the point. Oh, my God. A few minutes later, he walked back into the room and couldn't find me at first. (laughs) Oh, my God. He entered. <laughs> this is so funny. He ended up spotting me, removed the gag, and I screamed my safety word. <laughs> Loaded baked potato. <laughs> Pop her nickel. 
Oh my god. <clears throat> okay. <sighs> the bed breaking sex. Oh. <laughs> I had both hands tied to the headboard and he was really going at it with me. And just when I was about to finish, I arched my back and the bed broke under us. Oh my His god. His mom. Uh-huh. Who was in the garage below us? Oh guys. That's just stupid. Yeah. Be alone in your home for yeah. God's sake. Oh my god. Heard the crash and we heard her running up the stairs. <laughs> we panicked. Uh-huh. He threw a blanket over me and a pillow between my hands and head uh-huh. to like cover up that she was tied up. Yeah. <laughs> he he threw on a towel just before she swung open the door and then kicked my bra under the bed while they were talking (laughs) smooth yeah (laughs) he told her that he was just leaning over to kiss me before getting in the shower when the bed broke she wanted to look at the boards and see how bad it was (laughs) but i said that the bang had woken me up from a nap and that i needed a second to catch my breath (laughs) (laughs) We said we'd look at it after he got out of the shower and she left. We just looked at each other and laughed. (laughs) It was the closest we'd ever come to getting caught. (laughs) I don't know if that means caught having sex because he was like at home with her mom. Were they kids? Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Like, but that's a fucking hilarious. Yeah. If you're into this shit, get your own place. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just saying. Your mom doesn't want to be a part of that. Um... (laughs) At all, no matter how accepting she is. No. All right. I don't like... Oh, my God. This is so funny, and this would totally happen to me, because people show up and announce all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my husband's family dynamic. Yeah. It's just like, just come over whenever. And, like, they don't really do that here much, yeah. thankfully, like, to, like, this direction. So, this one... Oh, my God. This is one of the reasons why it makes me upset that people would think to drop by unannounced, though. Um, so, (laughs) my husband and I were having a particularly adventurous session involving tying me down using paddles and ball ball gags, the works. Uh Uh-huh. It was fantastic. (laughs) Until my in-laws showed up unannounced. (gasps) I'd be so mad. Yeah. This is why the come by whenever thing doesn't work. Because yeah. what if I'm fucking naked? This isn't my story, but like, yeah. what if I'm fucking naked? Yep. By the time we greeted them, the damage was done and the array of toys lying around made it that much worse. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have answered the door. No, I'd have been like, uh, we're not home. <laughs> no one's home. No one's home. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Who is there? I don't know. <laughs> We're not home. <laughs> it's not Keith and Aaron. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's not us. It's not. We're not here. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's the one I was talking about earlier. So, mm-hmm. the hot AF candle. Uh-huh. Oh. Y'all. 
if you're gonna get into shit like this you have to research the things you use yes that's a big deal shit okay one time my partner and i were in the mood to try something different so i bought a regular candle for i brought a regular candle from my house Mm, no no sir nope what I didn't know was that you needed to buy a special hot wax candle that's safe for skin. Mm-hmm. Usually. Unless you love scalding pain. <laughs> so I'm sitting on top of him and I start to drip the wax on his chest. As soon as it hits him, he yells, Oh my God! <laughs> and a ton of profanities. I sit there and tell him he actually likes it. It feels good. And to just give it a minute. We tried it on me next, and that ended real fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Hard pass. Listen to your partner as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, this one's so good. Oh, my God. This is the last one. Okay. okay. So, and the Indiana Jones. Just going to throw this out there. Indiana Jones can have me. <laughs> I love Harrison Ford. <laughs> Particularly as Indy. <laughs> and Han Solo. Yes. Like, that is my sweet spot. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I'm totally right. I love you on my eyelids. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> oh, it combines my two favorite things, sex and Halloween. It's so ha- It makes me so happy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh My boyfriend was Indiana Jones one year for Halloween, Mm -hmm. so he made himself a whip out of thick cord and put weed whacker wire on the end. (gasps) Oh, no. No, no, no. I have always been into rough sex. Not the full BDSM lifestyle, but occasionally it's fun. Yeah. As do we all. (laughs) Anyway, I thought maybe instead of a belt, he could use his actual whip. Guess who had a black line across her right butt cheek for over a year? (gasps) Oh! (laughs) Oh, no! Oh, for a year? A year! Oh, my God. How do you even explain that to the gynecologist? You don't. (laughs) You say there was a bad mess up. (laughs) (laughs) I miscalculated. It's fine. I thought it would be okay. Yeah. It turns out homemade whips aren't a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, well, I think it's time for a game. I hope everyone enjoyed because I yeah. sure certainly did. <laughs> I did too. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I Goodbye. actually liked the, uh, the switcheroo. That was kind of fun. Yeah, it was. So, take a deck. Any deck. Any deck. Have it. It's yours. Okay. It's yours. They're still sticky. We haven't unstuck them. I love my card. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah. These are always so perfect. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Who goes first? Oh, God. Um, I think you do. I don't remember. Okay. So this is from our game, Um, If You Had To. Um, by Drunk Stoned or Stupid, please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> so, um, <coughs> if you had to, would you? Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, you trigger natural disasters. 
<laughs> That's my life. How the fuck did they put that on a card? <laughs> Everywhere we go, anytime we go to a show together, it, it rains. <laughs> Kay makes it fucking rain, I yeah. swear. Okay, next. Walk through a car, wa- car wash made entirely of dicks. Oh, well, that's a rock and a hard place. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> or he said. Or he said, or they, or both. It's just the joke from Michael Scott that I am, <laughs> that I am I think not you into. Missed, I think you missed that I was also saying a quote from oh, Michael Scott. Oh, I'm so sorry. You remember the episode, no. the gaydar? Oh, where, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. I'm trying to go back to the beginning, mm-hmm. but I keep falling asleep. I'm watching it while I fall asleep, yeah. so I keep falling asleep in the middle of things and I'm not <laughs> catching references. I'm so sorry. Okay, <laughs> so everywhere you go, you trickle natural tr- trigger, not tri- not trickle natural disasters, or get hit with a bunch of dicks all the time. All the no, time? No, just, just you walk through a car wash once. That's made entirely of dicks. I think I would go for that. I wouldn't. I think want I would to, go with the dicks. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't want to subject everyone else to the natural disasters, even no. though I do. No, me I neither. I don't mean to. <laughs> so that would be kind of cool. It'd yeah, kind of like Storm from X Men. Yeah, that'd be super neat. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, definitely. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been kind of a different episode. Yeah, it was fun. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was so, it was so awesome. So, yeah. um, definitely head over, check us out on social media. So. You can get all of our visual aids and any of our other silly antics that we're going to be posting. <laughs> there probably um, won't be very many visual aids for this one. No, because <laughs> that would be porn. Yeah. And we're not a porn channel. Yeah. There's plenty of other channels that are. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, there are definitely m- lots of visual aids for some of our other cases, especially true crime cases and things yeah. like that. Mug shots, all that kind of stuff. So definitely I forgot to plug that in previous episodes and just be like hey this is where you can go when we say look at the drive (laughs) it'll be on our social media so definitely check us out there um and it definitely helps us to connect with you guys so make sure you comment Mm -hmm. message us all of that stuff head on over to our patreon page we've got so much more content coming for you guys we love you so much and definitely remember you are not a monster Bye. bye guys hey guys thank you for listening to talk crooked Check out our Tumblr blog, at Talk Crooked, for sources and photos. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Talk Crooked. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We are currently a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to donate and receive a shout-out on air, please visit us at patreon.com slash talkcrooked. Eventually, we will start doing listener episodes. If you have your personal stories related to our previous episodes, email us at talkcricket at gmail.com. For business inquiries or sponsorships, email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. K bye!